Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. Are you living the victorious Christian life today? You know, that is God's will for every one of His children, not for some of us, but for all of us. Charles Spurgeon said, There's a point of grace as much above the ordinary Christian as the ordinary Christian is above the world. <laughs> Can I tell you, there's a lot of ordinary Christians, and so many of those people are falling short of the victory and joy and fullness and blessing that God designed when He designed the Christian life. We've come in our study, Journeying Through Scripture, to this wonderful book of Joshua. Joshua is the first book of the historical section of our Old Testament. And not only that, it's the first book of the Bible named for its main character, which is Joshua. Now, who was Joshua? Well, Joshua was one of the twelve original spies that spied out the land. But more importantly, he was Moses' successor. He was the young man that God touched and taught and brought along in such a way that when Moses passed off the scene, this was the man that God used to lead his own chosen people into the promised land. Now the book is written somewhere in the land of Canaan. There are basically three main time periods and three geographical settings in the book of Joshua. They begin by the Jordan River, then they enter into the land of Canaan, and when the book ends, you find these twelve tribes situated on both sides of the Jordan River. What are they doing? They're claiming their possession. They're entering in and enjoying all that God designed for them. I want to read a little to you from Joshua chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, where the Bible says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, under the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. It's fascinating to me to see that though Moses' life on earth has come to an end, God's work is not. Could I remind you that our God is not a God of endings, He's a God of new beginnings? Now we learned that back in the book of Genesis, but you'll see that principle repeated all through the Word of God. When the Pentateuch ended in the book of Deuteronomy, they're looking over into the promised land. There's a vision of what God has for them. But when you come to the book of Joshua, that vision has now become a venture, a venture of faith, taking the next step. And what was in Deuteronomy, a promise, has in Joshua now become reality. This is not faith in principle, friends. This is faith in action. And this is the way God designed the Christian life to be lived. Now, the book of Joshua is an amazing book. We're just giving it a real bird's eye view today. There's no way to walk through all of it. But I would challenge you to read through the book of Joshua for yourself. You'll find in the first five chapters this commencement of their campaign into the promised land. Uh, spies are sent out yet again. The Jordan is crossed. 
a memorial is erected, a, a time of dedication takes place. Now, this is not just a geographical or a military campaign. It's a spiritual one. And everything in the Christian life is spiritual. From chapters 6 through 12, there's a great conquest. If you're a military buff, you'll be interested to see these campaigns and to see how they cut the Canaanite power in half and then continue to conquer every part of the land of Canaan. And then in chapters 13 through 21, you find them in the land of Canaan. Now, this promised land is divided and allocated to each of the tribes. And then this beautiful book closes with a time of consecration. In chapters 22 through 24, an altar is erected. The covenant is renewed. Now, this book begins and ends in the presence of God. May I tell you, that's the only place where true victory is found. Now, what does the book of Joshua mean to us? Because we're not part of the nation of Israel. We don't believe that the New Testament church has taken the place of Israel. They're very different. And yet the book of Joshua holds definite principles for us that can be applied to our life. As a matter of fact, the book of Joshua in the Old Testament should be studied alongside the book of Ephesians in the New Testament. You remember the book of Ephesians is a book of the fullness of the Christian life, the fullness of God and the Holy Spirit within us. It's a book of, of victory, of claiming all that is ours through Jesus Christ. Well, the book of Joshua is the Old Testament precursor to that. It's a picture. You see, when God brought His children out of the land of Egypt, He did not bring them out to bring them out. He brought them out to bring them in. And their wandering around in the wilderness was not His perfect will. God had to do that to get Egypt out of them. Uh, that wandering around in the wilderness is a picture of the life of flesh, a life that falls short of faith and victory. May I say to you that most Christians have one more river to cross. They've come out of Egypt with a mighty hand. God saved them. But now they're wandering around in the wilderness, trying and failing, wondering what's missing, knowing there's got to be more to it than this. Oh, friend, there is. There's another river to cross by faith. Now, there is a promised land that God wants to bring you into. And that's really what the book of Joshua is all about. It's about claiming your possessions. You see, Canaan was rightfully theirs because God gave it to them. But they had to claim it by faith. They had to quit wandering around in the wilderness of doubt and carnality. And friend, God not only wants you to be saved, He wants you to live a Spirit-filled life. And Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Canaan is a land of beauty and of bounty, just like the victorious Christian life. And both of them are claimed only by faith. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now, some people have thought that Canaan was a picture of heaven, but that can't be, my friend, because in Canaan there are still enemies. There are still battles to be fought. When we get to heaven, there'll be none of that. I'm not waiting till I die to enter Canaan. I can enter Canaan today. I can enjoy what God has provided through Christ today. And so these opening verses of the book of Joshua provide for us three things. First of all, a command. He says in verse 2, go over. This is something God wants you to do. Will you obey Him today? And then there's a comfort. Beginning in verse 3, God gives this comfort of His presence. It wasn't that there would be no battles or no enemies or no difficulties. Only this, I will be with you. He says in verse 5, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. 
as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Sounds a lot like the Lord Jesus, doesn't it? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And then he leaves us with a condition. What was the condition to victory and to possession? It's centered in the Word of God. The Bible says in verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. My friend, if you want good success in the Christian life, if you want victory over the enemy, if you want to possess all that is promised to you in Jesus Christ, then may I challenge you today, get in the Word of God, get the Word of God in you, and determine to walk in faith this day. Friend, journeying through Joshua leads us to journeying with Jesus. Did you know the Old Testament Joshua is the equivalent of the New Testament name for Jesus Christ? Oh yes, my friend, He is our captain. He is our leader. And may I say to you, He's even greater than Joshua. What Joshua could not do, Jesus can. Not only now, but for all eternity. May God help you today to walk in victory. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.